Hey listeners, it's Vanessa. Welcome to the Mental Endurance Podcast. This show was first started as a special mini-series over on the Iron Woman Podcast, so our first 11 episodes may be familiar to some of you as they were released there first. We're sharing them here as well on our very own feed to make sure you don't miss out on them. I'm excited to bring you more new episodes each week, so be sure to hit that subscribe button to get your new episodes every Monday. Hi athletes, and welcome back to this Iron Woman special mini-series called Train Your Mind. Thank you so much to everyone who took the time to listen to episode one and shared the positive feedback and what you got out of it. If you hadn't had the chance to listen to episode one, go back, make sure to. It's packed with a lot of juicy nuggets. I want to kick off this episode with a bit of a story because it's timely and oh so relevant to today's topic. This past weekend, my husband took on the Everesting Challenge. If you remember back in July, Alyssa and Haley interviewed Alicia Hill and her Everest Challenge by bike. Well, my husband took the vertical challenge on by foot, setting out to complete 34 laps of our local steep climb here in Bozeman called the M Trail. It's a half a mile climb with 850 feet of elevation gain in each ascent. So basically he took on the challenge in one mile increments, a half a mile up and a half a mile down. I'm happy to report he got it done. 34 laps, almost 35 miles and almost 22 hours. While this type of challenge is definitely on the side of extreme, the learning is available for all of us in whatever our chosen endurance challenge is. You see, the way that you build endurance is to endure. That's true for physical and mental endurance. It's learned and must be practiced. You have to put yourself in the experience of testing your mental capacity. You have to test your capacity for navigating the difference between failing and quitting. You quite literally have no idea what you're capable of or what your current capacity is until you try. But what holds us back is fear. The reason we don't try at all or at the level that we're capable of is because of fear. And most often it's a fear of failure. Our brains are wired to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and reduce energy expenditure. It's called the motivational triad. And understanding the motivational triad is an important concept when training your mind. By default, without guidance, your brain wants you to stay in pleasure, stay away from pain, and do it as efficiently as possible. Which means that half marathon PR you're going for goes against your brain's default wiring. Because it will be hard and requires a new level of effort. Think about it this way. Your brain is like a mini computer that comes neatly in a box with standard programming. If you don't take it out of the box and reprogram the settings to what you want, it will just stay on the factory settings. Testing your mental capacity is how you reprogram. Every effort, every experience is data that you can learn from. But if you stay in fear, you don't get to learn. Because instead of making an attempt and possibly failing, you're just failing ahead of time by not even trying. What if failing is simply data collection? What if it doesn't have to mean anything about us as humans or athletes? 
Interestingly, that's another big aspect of the fear of failure that holds us back. We make the failure mean things like we're not good enough, we'll never get there, or we're not as good as them. But none of that has to be true. Normalize failing as part of the process. If you see your athletic progression as a trial and error, you're more likely to open up to the idea of failing along the way. Figure out what doesn't work to figure out what does. I want to challenge you to stop trying to succeed and start trying to fail. I know, counterintuitive, right? You'll succeed faster that way if you're paying attention. So if failing speeds up the process, quitting slows you down. Quitting is a habit and justifying quitting is a skill. How many of you are proficient in this skill? Just like swim, bike, run, what we practice, we get better at. So if you're practicing quitting, you're getting better at quitting. The same is true for justifying the quit. If you're practicing justifying a quit, you're getting better at that too. You're literally showing your brain how to quit successfully in the future. The beautiful thing about quitting is that it's a window into something that's important, something that you're committed to, something that you want. But right now, your response is to quit, which is the main reason why you don't have it. Let's bring it back to the motivational triad. Remember, the brain is wired to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and reduce energy expenditure. So quitting is a natural response because it literally ticks all of the boxes. If you make commitments, quit consistently, sometimes before you start, and constantly justify or make excuses, you're also practicing and getting better at not believing change is possible and giving into a false sense of pleasure. Think about the last time you were at a race, battling with continuing to run or take a walking break. When you walk, there's a small sense of relief, right? But what's waiting for you on the other side is first of all, the pain of starting to run again, getting back into the turnover, and maybe even some regret for walking in the first place. So that shows us that quitting is a false pleasure. If you commit to a massive goal and you're smack dab in the struggle, you quit, you feel relief, right? You didn't have to fail because you quit. The underlying foundation between failure And quitting is understanding the emotions attached. You can learn how to fail more and quit less by noticing the thoughts that keep you from stepping towards the fear of failure. We'll call that failure discomfort and learn how to manage that discomfort to increase your mental endurance capacity while at the same time, anticipating the desire to quit. Remember, The motivational triad is always at work. Pay attention and reprogram your brain. By default, you will not want to fail in the long term, but your brain will convince you to quit in the short term. The more you challenge this by putting yourself in those hard training sessions to overcome the adversity, the more you'll stop quitting. And if you stop quitting, the more you challenge yourself to meet bigger and bolder goals. Okay, before you go off and put this to the test, there's something else you need to pay attention to. It's what I love to refer to as micro quitting. 
There are big quits that are obvious, and then there are micro quits. An underperformer micro quits. Micro quitting are all the tiny, subtle, almost invisible ways we quit on our goals. Here are a few examples. A big quit might be, I'm skipping my training session today. The micro quit, I know my coach wrote eight zone three efforts, but I'm just going to do six. See the difference? Another big quit might be, this goal is too much. I'm done with it. And the micro quit is, I'll get to consistency in my training eventually when I get that better bike and the right coach. Micro quitting is subtle opting out and giving up. Tiny acts of complacency. It's sneaky and almost more dangerous because micro quits hide behind the curtain of logical. But here's what's true. Your micro quits are your favorite reasons why you have not reached your goal yet. The sum total of your micro quits are the reason you haven't reached your goal. Catch yourself in the micro quits. Turn them into micro commitments instead. One tiny act at a time. Because the sum total of your micro commitments will determine your goal achievement. Not quitting is easy. What's hard is that discomfort that remains. But you are a brilliant, capable human who can feel discomfort. Discomfort is the currency to your dreams. Lean into the discomfort of potential failure and away from the false comfort of quitting. As I mentioned on episode one, I want to hear from you. Let me know what you think about this failing more and quitting less, and also send your questions in. I will be reading and answering the questions anonymously in the sixth episode of this series. My email address is linked in the show notes. Any question is welcome. It can be on mental toughness, mental strength, mental endurance, or specific to any of the episodes that I've done. Whatever you want me to answer, just send it on in. All right, that's it for this episode. Have a great week. You have been listening to a special series as part of the Iron Woman podcast. This episode was produced by Live Feisty Media and edited by me. Thank you, as always, to our sponsors, Zelio Skincare, Noon Hydration, Gooder Sunglasses, Orca Sportswear, Form Swim Goggles, and the Live Feisty Patreon community. You can find all websites and discount codes in our show notes or at ironwomanpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. about quick fixes that provide instant gratification. Case in point, 
that new gear upgrade you want. We don't want to have to fail multiple times, or even worse, we don't want to feel negative emotion. But are you willing to be someone who works towards their goals consistently consistently over time without the expectation of immediate results? Because the more that you can believe that it's all working, the more successful you will be over time. So that's all 13 of them. And the common denominator of all of them is they are made up of who you want to be. You are not defined by what you do. The way we need to define ourselves should be by who we are. Then it doesn't matter what we do. We get to be who we are at our core. Ultimately, though, there is one very important thing we must do. We have to decide who we are. We have to decide who we are. We love to spend time deciding on what job we should have or where we should go race next when we should be spending time deciding who we are, deciding how we define ourselves as athletes and humans. I want you to think about this difference for you. How do you define yourself? Do these characteristics apply to you? Do you consider yourself a mentally strong, or in other words, an athlete with mental endurance as well as physical endurance? Or are you trying to define yourself by external factors like race results, pace, watts, kudos from others? Can you notice how when you focus on who you are versus what you do, you get so much more empowerment and control? I'm really, really interested to know what you all think about this. So what I want to do with these episodes is I want to add a layer of conversation to this series. I'll share my own email address in just a second for you to let me know what you think on this topic, plus share any questions you have. I'll ask for questions for the next several episodes, and then I'll do an episode devoted primarily to the questions I receive. So get ready to write down my email address. Here it is. Vanessa at Vanessa I'll spell it. That's V-A-N-E-S-S-A at V-A-N-E-S-S-A-F-A-Y-E-F-O-E-R-S-T-E-R dot com. And we'll have that linked in the show notes as well. That's it for this episode. Until next week. You have been listening to a special series as part of the Iron Woman podcast. This episode was produced by Live Feisty Media and edited by me. Thank you, as always, to our sponsors, Zelio Skincare, Noon Hydration, Gooder Sunglasses, Orca Sportswear, Form Swim Goggles, and the Live Feisty Patreon community. You can find all websites and discount codes in our show notes or at ironwomanpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.